0: Shut up, and sit down. and sit down.
1: everyone. I hope everybody had an excellent weekend. Um <clears throat> I just realized that since we moved to the new chat room, I don't know if I've seen Boo. Is Boo in the new chat? Are you on Facebook? Send me an email if you're not. Um see if we can't figure that out because uh I don't remember seeing you in the Facebook chat. Um uh I wanted to uh thank everybody who participated in um in uh, in in the write in. It was awesome. It went really well. I got uh fuck I forget how much I got done. I wrote it down. I think. Like twelve K. I think I did twelve K. Yeah, yeah. I did twelve K during the writing and I was like but what's really interesting about the way that it went it went down with the sprints because we were taking so many breaks. Normally if I produce twelve K in um a day, I am like mentally exhausted. But because we took breaks um during the sprinting, we would write for twenty and take ten and write for twenty and take ten. I came out of it actually just like it was a normal writing day, like I hadn't just binged um, writing 12K in a day, which is, you know, a pretty large amount to write. I averaged between 5 and 8K on a writing day um, anyways. But when you get over 10, for me sometimes, it can be really um, mentally taxing. But because of the way the sprints were set up, it was fine. I didn't have any problems at all. Um, it was really interesting. Um, So, anyways, uh, I got a question in my email, and I answered it in the email to the person, but I thought I'd talk about it tonight on the podcast as well. Um, She recently published her first short story. She published it with Cobblestone. Um, It'll be published with Cobblestone. She just signed her contract, and she asked me what she should do next. Um, And um, she you know, doesn't have anything really, you know, done for this pen name. And, you know, what do you do when you sign that first contract, you've got your first little book coming out, your your big book coming out, whatever you got coming out, your short story, your novel, your novella, whatever's coming out, what do you do? Well, the first thing you do is if you don't have a website, you absolutely 100% need a website. I started Kira's website on WordPress, and I actually run a lot of WordPress sites now, um, but uh, I'm I'm a big fan of WordPress. The free WordPress is very serviceable for a new writer. It will do, It'll do. It'll be the best thing um, you can do for yourself as a setup website. Uh, if you are in fandom and you are comfortable connecting your fandom persona with your new pen name, do it. Um, let your readership know that you've done this so they can support you and they will they'll be excited for you so get out there tell them about your project tell them what you've done um be proud of your work and share it with them because they will be proud of you as well you know fandom is actually really super supportive of original work um just get out there and um and do that you want to join Facebook or Twitter, you want to have a social media presence. you want to join um, readers' groups and writers groups on um, um, on Facebook. You just want to get out there and it's really difficult if you're introverted, and a lot of reader, writers are very introverted um, but I want to preface this by with saying I am not telling you to catfish people. What I am telling you to do is if you are very introverted, what you can do is kind of create an online persona where you tell yourself that you're outgoing. (laughs) Your pen name is outgoing and cheerful, and she gets online and she talks about stuff and she's proud of her work and you kind of separate it from yourself. Don't lie, you know, don't make up big dramatic lies and try to catfish your readers, but just kind of create a um a role for yourself as um as this pen name that you've chosen, and you know tell yourself that that person is not. Uh, introverted, and then that person is um, outgoing, and that person likes this, this, and this, and they're going to go out there and just go, come, kind of cheer yourself up into a position where you are um, performing, but uh, no catfishing. Um, just a way of kind of getting over your discomfort uh, if you are shy or introverted, um and are worried about um, how you would uh participate online as a writer, just kind of um separate it into a job and um, see if that helps. Uh and it may or may not. I mean I don't n I don't really know. You might have noticed that I'm not particularly introverted. So <laughs> I can't guarantee that that will be uh, excessively helpful for you, but I hope that it will be. Um, But definitely the first thing you do if you don't already have one is have a website. I honestly recommend that if you're at the point where you're ready to start submitting work to to publishers and stuff, that you already have a website. Because a lot of publishers, before contracting you, will look online for your presence. They will look at your social media, they will look at your website, and if you don't have any kind of presence, it might they might be inclined not to contract you. You've got to make the appearance of being very internet savvy, being someone that they can trust with their investment. And publishing someone is an investment. They are investing you in you um, in hiring editors and hiring cover art. So so you have to do your part. You have to get out there and sell your work. So that's my opinion on that. But definitely, if you're at the point where you're ready to start submitting your work to publishers, have a website, have a Twitter, have a Facebook page be working it already because that's only going to work in your favor. Um, I would say Dreamlit counts. AO3 does not. Um, AO3 is a, a fan fiction website, obviously. there There is some original work there. Um, I think that um, while publishers are no longer shying away from fan fiction writers, if that is your only presence on the Internet, it's it, – it, It tells to them, it it, it says to them that they're not, that you're not ready or that you're not interested in expanding beyond fandom and that doesn't serve them. So while yes, keep your AO3 account, keep your fanfiction.net account or whatever you're using, but still, still have a website, have a blog, have a Facebook page, have a Twitter, have a Snapchat, have an Instagram, wherever you are comfortable on um, the internet as far as social media goes. You need to have those accounts. Um, Tumblr, whatever. Um, So, but you can't be, you can't have a small presence. You need to expand. You need to open yourself up. You need to open up your internet presence um, because it speaks to your ability to market yourself. And, th- and these are invari- um, these this is I a very important quality that a lot of publishers look for before they invest in a new writer. Um you get know, a small independent press like Cobblestone who's more interested in um being uh just helping new writers. Um guiding new writers into that publishing path, then they aren't inclined to reject you outright for not having an online presence. That doesn't, that doesn't mean they don't expect you to develop one. So you definitely need to work on your online um, presence if you're going to publish professionally. It's just It's just good sense. Congratulations to the person who emailed me um, about your short story. I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, and, uh, please let us know when it comes out so we can look, look at your cover and tell you how pretty it is and buy your stuff. Um, hopefully she's listening. Um, I invited her to join the writer's table. So, um, let's hope she joins, um, despite her introversion. And, you know, also I would say it's perfectly okay not to be ready. to um send to uh to publishers it's it's perfectly okay to never get there. Your writing journey is your own and um there's no judgment for me there um obviously i mean i I don't have any um my only real judging moment when it comes to writing and publication is self-publishing. I, uh, I, I, I just don't like it. I don't like to read it. Um, I'm often disappointed in self-published works. Um, I'm just not a fan uh, of, of self-publishing. Um, you, you need a professional editor, uh, and, and that, and sometimes in some profession, in some subs self-published authors do hire editing services. Great. that That's awesome. I'm sure your readers appreciate you. But I probably won't ever encounter your work since I avoid self-published writing because the pool has been tainted so much by writers who can't be bothered to even do a spell check and slap their stuff up on Amazon and call it done. And so, yeah, um, it's just, the only thing worse I think than self published is actually paying someone to publish you, like publish America or whatever those companies used to be. Do not ever pay to do not ever pay to get published don't it's just it's a waste of your money it, well, you know actually it's just pure one hundred percent vanity. <laughs> And if that's what makes you happy, then then you go right ahead and do it. But I really don't recommend it at all, at all. anybody have any questions? Because that would be really really helpful. I published um, the next part in Plotting One Hundred and One in the um in the Facebook unit, and um I'm almost finished. I've got a few more parts to put together, and then it'll be ready to go. Um, there is our new writer. she joined us um, and uh I was just talking about you, not like I didn't use your name, but I talked about how you recently signed a contract um to be published Uh, she does have a fandom name I'm not sure if she's um, connecting her pen name with her fandom name she certainly should but if she doesn't want to that's 100% okay as well we appreciate you either way 1000% um But uh, yeah, super congratulations on um, on publishing um, or signing your first contract, especially at your very young age. I am um, super pleased to, uh, to to welcome you to the group. There's her fandom name. She pushed it right out there. Congratulations. Um, I fucking forgot what I was doing. Uh, but, um, look at me. All right. I earned my rating. It only took me 15 minutes. Congratulations to myself. Okay. Um, (laughs) your first publication is always so exciting. Um, it's always so, uh, awesome, um, to get that first, uh, contract under your belt. Um, and I think you've made an excellent choice. Uh, uh, it's a great company to work for. And I always have really fun in the editing process. Um, so I hope you do as well. Um, your first editing experience can be kind of harsh. So um, just go into it knowing that it's not personal and just go from there. And, um, because your editor is, prepare, is preparing a, a, a product for the market, so it's not personal for them. Although your word baby is always going to be personal to you, so you just gotta you just gotta set that aside when you go into the editing process. I've never had an editor be an asshole to me outright. I've had a proofer be an outright asshole to me, but that was an entirely different circumstance. Um, with a different company, so no worries. I think you'll be fine. You'll be great. I'm sure my dirty old male listeners do love to listen to me, Curse. I think that's probably the only reason they actually listen to my show, Um, which is fine, fine. Um, I appreciate the ad revenue regardless. Oh, I'm sorry about the dragon and the fire dick. I'm I'm really sorry. We had or was it Discord or was it here? We had an unfortunate conversation about um Sauron and the one ring and um and what, what had happened was is that Jilly and I'm blaming her even though she's not here I and I I blamed her. I I I blame her that she she said that the one ring could become a deeply unfortunate cock ring, and of course, immediately I thought fire, dick, or you know, and lava and volcanoes, and it just it just actually degraded from there. And, there, and there's no other way to put it. So yeah, it, it it was terrible. It was a terrible moment in our Discord history, and we barely even started our Discord history. And yeah, the one cock ring, yeah. So um yeah it it got bad and it was actually my fault because I said that since the the one ring is actually basically a horcrux um or you know congratulations JK Rowling on pinching that piece of um fantasy history without anybody really noticing um the one ring does have a piece of Sauron's soul in it Considering what happens when um, the ring is destroyed, probably a fairly large amount of his soul is in the One Ring. And I said that considering how much of Sauron's soul was in the One Ring, Gollum, Frodo, and Bilbo had a really unfortunate crush on Sauron. And it just kind of... um, it just kind of degraded from there. And I do mean that in the basic sense of the word. It was... It, it's terrible. But funny. And I'm sorry you had dreams about fire dick. Kind of. I mean, not a lot. And then there was also the whole thing with the Balrog and the fire strap-on. typical. <laughs> so, so yeah. <laughs> uh. It was something. It was something. Um, It was something. So I, you know, I regret nothing. Um, I regret nothing about the whole fire dick thing. Although I'll probably never be able to look at a Cochran again without thinking about the one ring. I mean, I think that it's it's probably made it into my lexicon permanently. Um, and I don't know how I feel about that. But I do think it probably is deeply unfortunate, just as she originally stated. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to put Lady Holder on the phone as long as she's not up to something creepy. Are you doing anything? Are you cooking? Are you eating? Is your husband watching a really loud-ass movie? Are you going to nitpick me on my podcast again? Like the evil, evil hussy that you turned out to be? Um, no, I, I, I won't uh, nitpick you. I won't. <laughs> um
0: us <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk God. about your publishing
1: no. experience. Because you're just oh. newer than mine. And so. Quite. Um and you don't so, like editing. Oh God, it's torture. I don't like editing out on um, fanfic, but you know, I do it anyhow. Um which is hilarious because she gets mad at me when I let her beta. Well duh. You know what that is? I mean, she loves to nitpick other people, but she doesn't want to be nitpicked herself. Actually no, I don't mind the nitpicking. What I mind honestly, is the buildup in my head of, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, when I open this up, it's going to be a sea of red, and then, you know, (laughs) you open it up, and it's not nearly as bad as you expect it to be. So, you know. Yeah, I have anxiety. I'm a cucumber with anxiety. Don't you know this? I think considering you're probably a pickle. Yeah, probably. (laughs) You're an anxiety pickle. (laughs) I'm an anxiety pickle, yes. (laughs) I'll take that. Yeah. And honestly, I'm an anxiety pickle that I think had the first hot flash on Friday, and that was so hideous. You had your first hot flash? Yeah, I think so. Man, my first hot flash. I thought I was having a heart attack. I, no one told me how it would feel. I was like, what the fuck? Cause you know, women's supposed to have a different kind of symptom for heart attacks than men do. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking that shit up. Right. I said, my arm's not hurting, but maybe mm-hmm. it's not supposed to. And then I was mm-hmm. all up in it, you know, just trying to figure out what the hell was, was wrong mm-hmm. with me. And, um, I actually ran a fever of, a, of 102 during my hot flush. I don't even know what was going on. Um, I just know that I spent most of the day feeling like my office was on broil. So, and nobody else was complaining about the heat. So I figured, yeah, I was having a hot flush. Fan fucking plastic. What a wonderful thing to get for EAB. Lovely. It's like having a volcano so. in your chest. It is just like this overwhelming heat. And I was not. Honestly, my hot flashes drive my husband out of the bed. I'll get so hot, I'll wake lovely. him up in the middle of the night, just radiating heat off of. He says it's like sleeping next to a space heater. Fucking lovely. Oh, the things we have to look forward to. So, getting us back on track. Okay, Margaret, um, you don't have to rub your youth in our face. <laughs> How old is she again? <sighs> Margaret, honey, how old are
0: both you? Both of us both of us could have
1: birthed her. Let's put it that way.
0: Oh Jesus God
1: Possibly of age we could have birthed her. Oh so, fuck me. Um okay. no teenage. I just got your with you. <clears> too. <throat>
0: Lovely.
1: Nineteen. Oh yeah, honey, I definitely could have had you as a child of mine yeah okay, so um, well, I feel like a dirty old broad saying all these things <laughs> in front of a baby.
0: All
1: right, so doing the the I had a bit of a of, of a lead up to editing because um Kira had been my um my beta for for a while beforehand and I basically goaded you not quite through a, any particular plan in it into giving me a pretty professional edit on something before I turned in my first um, professional manuscript and after recovering from that edit the next uh, the professional one wasn't quite as bad as I was thinking it was going to be but it wasn't, none of them are fun, okay? Um, yes, it's my word, baby. I actually um, enjoy the editing process as long as my editor isn't an asshole.
0: If so I remember, <laughs> and you were one that I was I have an
1: encounter with an, an asshole at Cobblestone, that, that was a proofer. That was a proofer mm-hmm. at a New York house. Who didn't want me to use the word yeah, "cunt," and that was honestly none yeah. of her business. Her job was to make to make sure the format was good and to look for typos. And I'll have you know, I have never misspelled "cunt." Not so much, no. Not in any of the time I've been that, reading yourself. If you use the word "cunt," it is decisive. You got to mean it. Hmm. Anyways, that was not the same thing. Um, yeah, I've never no. encountered an asshole. Um, editor at Cobblestone. There, some of them were a little hard ass, but you know, not, um, yeah, not, not absolutely. And I've run into, I've run into into a hard ass, and it was that one was getting to me because I was having shit happening in my personal life at the time, and going back and forth with the editor, and it's like, okay, you know, and it, I kept doing the take a deep breath, it's not personal, and that became a mantra. It really did, because, for all the fact that I know that as soon as I turn over a manuscript, um, it's no longer my word baby, okay? It now becomes the word baby of my publisher, and I have to make sure that it gets from um, my hands to theirs and published so that way other people can enjoy it, and it has to go through the editing process so the mantra of it's not personal, it's not personal, it's not personal definitely became something that I held on to. That and the adult Capricorn kind of got drained a couple times. So, you know, I, I made it through.
0: Yeah,
1: and I honestly am with you in thinking, in some ways, that fan fiction is a fabulous training ground for. Writing because if I didn't have a thicker skin because of the beta work that's been done and people nitpicking at my stuff and being able to put it up and say, you know, hey, here's my word baby, you know, I don't know if I'd ever done it. You know, I don't know if I would have ever taken the chance. Chocolate is fabulous too, and since that's all you can have unless you're in another country that has a lower drinking age, keep eating the chocolate, Margaret. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Keep eating the chocolate. <laughs> We're watching you. You you just like got like forty moms. You just got adopted <laughs> by 40 moms. Um congratulations <laughs> on your adoptions. Uh Oh, honey. <laughs> you're in my state. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited for you to publish so young. Um it's really yeah. awesome. Uh I um I just I'm really super excited for you. So I'm now, yeah, yeah, you've got forty more. Um, it doubled on you overnight, over a minute, over a minute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. Yep. The, the other thing, honestly, is you're going to learn a lot. I mean, I learned a hell of a lot going through the first, the first edit, and then every single book thereafter has has made me learn. And I try and make sure that I keep those lessons front and center when I'm. When I'm doing any writing, because um, somebody's taking somebody who does this for a living is taking the time and the effort to go through my stuff and show me how to be better at a, at something that I enjoy doing. So, you know, it's which it's is priceless. Not a bad thing. Okay, I'm sorry. What? I think it's priceless when you encounter it is. um when you um it's, it's just, when you do something you love and someone can show you a way to do it better mm-hmm. it is it is it is a gift it is um just an immense gift well sometimes you know it's <laughs> it, it took um it took some time for me to figure out some things. I mean, I read pretty much incessantly, and so I know a lot of the the, the tricks and how things are supposed to look and, and why, you know, you know when you say something out loud, it does it sound right, you know. Um, those are, are are nifty workarounds for, you know, figuring out if if a sentence makes sense. But sometimes it just takes the 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 editor to go through and point out, you know, you're repeating yourself ad nauseum here. Stop that. You know, and yeah, that helped. It is, Jace, it is very brave to open yourself up to criticism for that because writing is, to me, it's personal. It's, you know, sometimes it's, it's parts of me out on, um, in public, you know, more than just what happens when I, when I get on here and talk to Kira and everybody else who's listening, you know, to a podcast or, you know, when I'm myself, you know, around my coworkers or my family, writing is a much more personal thing for me. So to, to hand somebody that and say, you know, poke holes in this, please, and, and tell me where I need to improve it, it's, it's harsh. I mean, it's, it's a thing that, that you, have to, you have to be brave for. So there's a writing quote and um it uh it uh it goes uh Red Smith, Walter Wesley Red Smith, um, wrote a um daily call or a weekly syndicated column. Um, Walter Winchell, um And um, he was asked if it was difficult to write. Um, And um, he said, no, you just simply sit down at a typewriter, open your veins, and bleed.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, that quote's been attributed to Hemingway and Thomas Wolfe, I believe. Um, But I think it really, it originally originated with... um,
0: Uh
1: this that columnist, and it's just been kind of appropriated over the years and it, it's actually it's a very good um, analogy of what happens when you write. I loved trash romance when I was young um I still love romance uh but now I'm much more um uh picky. I'm picky, yeah, about what I read. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I don't want the cliché of a strong female character. I want a strong female character. And there is a difference. I want a character who is strong and competent and on her game and... Mm -hmm. I want to read about a woman who doesn't need a man, but wants one. Oh, thank you, Jace. I appreciate that. I'm sorry your sex ed, your sex ed was so shitty, but I'm glad I helped you out. You know, Fancy <laughs> does that a lot, you know, because it it seems like, you know, unlike standard run-of-the-mill romance novels that I remember reading when I was much, much younger. Um, fanfic doesn't, at least the stuff that's not, you know, absolute shit, um, does pretty good with the whole this is reality of sex. You know? Tiffany, are and, you the Tiffany that did my art? Because if you are, are you? If you are, it's beautiful. I love my art. I love my new art. I love all the art you've given me, if if that's you, Tiffany. You're right, Tiffany. (laughs) I am um, super distracted uh, because I keep getting the – well, thank you. Awesome, awesome. I really love my new art. It was very inspiring. Beautiful. And actually, when I posted it on Facebook, someone who had not read um, Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, your art inspired them to go read it. So, thank you. Go you. Hmm.
0: It's
1: beautiful art. So why are you distracted other than the artwork? Oh, well, you know, I had to uninstall my antivirus software, and then I had to install Mm. Um, um, Because I was having all these conflicts with the Windows Update, um, and uh, a lot of it was solved by stopping using Chrome, because Chrome was such a resource hog. Um, And then also my antivirus started popping up um, with problems that weren't actually problems. And so I uninstalled it and I installed, um, my husband made me put Norton on my machine. Um, and so mm-hmm. I have that going on. And then I have a whole bunch of different chats hitting me. And uh, I had discord on, <laughs> but it wasn't doing anything. Anyway, I've just been a little distracted. Um, but um, I think that uh, that being a part of a writing community um, is very educational. We learn a lot from each other. So I hope that you guys learn a lot from me and from each other because it's like the best thing you can do for your craft is to, to surround yourself with other writers and be open to their experiences. Well, we all did... We all saw that meme with the Comic Sans thing and then we all went, eh, suck it. Might as well try it. And lo and behold... <laughs> I'm writing in that now. It's making it easier. <laughs> yeah. During the so. write-in, I wrote some of the crackiest fic I've ever written in my life. It's awesome. It's awesome. It is, crack. fic. It is like sarcastic.
0: <laughs>
1: it's, it's I don't like even know where so it came from. I mean, it all the events that I plotted are in it. But uh-huh. I did not plot this sarcastic romp through Harry Potter that is taking place in my thing. No. Um, but it's awesome. Harry <laughs> um Harry's kind your first years. Um they're Sentinel and Guide and they have they give a fucking so fuck just broken. Urgently started a campaign to take over the wizarding world. They're eleven. <laughs> It's sarcastic. <laughs> Harry had zero fucks to give. <laughs> Hermione's an online guy, most of his life, so she's like completely totally world weary and just fuck all this. It's like it's like Sherlock levels of
0: I don't give a fuck.
1: It's 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 just ridiculous. I don't even know. It was not what I planned. Um, but like I said, awesome. all the events that I plotted are there, but it is it is
0: It is so awesome.
1: I have it saved for for a reread. It's just lovely. Anyway, the first chapter of that fic is actually on my EAD. It's called The Lion, mm-hmm. the, the, the Raven and the Lion. Um, originally, it was yes. The Raven and the Dragon. Then I thought, no, he's not a dragon. He's a lion.
0: So I changed it. Yep. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Jace? Someone asked me um, about writing fan fiction and continuing to write, well, writing professional and continuing to write fan fiction. Um, I kind of circled. When I was very young, I wrote fan fiction and original work. And then I wrote only original work for a very long time, and then I needed a break, and I needed to rediscover myself as a writer, so I kind of, like, just kind of hid in fandom for a while. Um, And honestly, I think... And annoyed the hell out of some of them. Yeah. I think what it boils down to is that you need to write what makes you happy. Write what pleases you. Worry about what to do with it after the fact. If it's original and you think you can sell it, try it. If you can't sell it, put it out there for free so people can read it. If it's fan fiction, put it out there for free because you can't sell that shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But really just honestly um, embrace your craft and enjoy it. I just keep writing because, you know I I have absolutely horrified After, myself I by going back sure and looking at I the early banned stuff. That jagged fucking the car gif. I'm pretty sure you did too. I'm not complaining. Yeah, sure yeah. Oh, see we are not gonna bring that. She's barely been in the chat room a, a half hour and they've already corrupted her. Look what she said.
0: <sighs>
1: Jesus. She's a baby. We are such bad influences. we got our baby rider dirty.
0: Oh. <laughs> I think she came <laughs> in that way.
1: That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was
1: going to say, um, oh, God. When I read the stuff that I did when I first started writing fanfic, when I actually gave in and started writing instead of telling stories to myself in my head, and I look at the stuff that I do now, I honestly have have, it's like, wow, that was rough. So practice is a beautiful thing, and fanfiction is a fabulous way to get it. Well, okay. We didn't have to, to do anything to her. She came this way. Okay. I'm sure she's not related to it She could be. She could be.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Okay. Okay.
1: No, she's not old enough, Ellie.
0: Oh, God.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to give her a dry corner. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my and, God. And in the corner. In the corner. In the corner. Oh, my God. <sighs> Tree shagging. Hey, I made a comment on it, at least in one of my EADs. Yeah, you know? it, it features prominently in The, um, the Shield Maiden of Erebor. I know. I'm really wanting to see see that one finished. It's so fabulous. My favorite um, Hobbit project I'm working on is actually Not um, Online Anywhere. Um, And it's one where Bella is just... She pretty much decides that Gandalf's plans for the for this for this trip across Middle Earth is bullshit, and she puts the company on a boat, and um, uh, <laughs> she uh, decides that she wants to sleep with uh, Thorn and she does because she's going to have some of that, and um, yeah, she's just you know she's faeborn and she's um, she's got wings and she's. Um, she's wanted sure. by the goblins, particularly the queen, um, and she's just a real asshole, actually, and I really enjoy her character a lot in that, in that story, but it's not online anywhere, so. That's cock Cocktease, I just, it's my favorite one. <laughs> Although I am really fond of Bartered Bride, as well. Um, I love, I, uh... Bella coming into the mountain and just saying, no, this doesn't work for me, so I need to fix this. (laughs) Yeah, that works for me too. I read that one through and I giggled so hard. And because I was getting it so late at night, um, I just, I couldn't sit and, and, and cackle like I wanted to because the husband was sleeping. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not exactly good for him to, to wake him up because you're laughing so hard you're having to try and breathe, you know. It, mm-hmm. I think I strained something trying not to giggle.
0: Oh, God.
1: God. <sighs> You know, I, I'm honestly thinking this is, this is because of you. How is it my fault? Not fault. Okay. I'm thinking it's because you fell in love with the Hobbit fandom and you showed them how much fun it was to go in there and they followed you. You're the Pied Piper of this. Oh, Jesus. No, that one is your fault. Oh. Please tell me you were at least 18 when you read that. <laughs> <laughs> <watching>. why. <What>?
0: Please.
1: <laughs> because that's been online for six years. And, um... Mm. <laughs> um... <laughs> um... Oh, God, hush. Yeah hush, I don't want
0: to hear any more. Oh, Jesus.
1: I don't need to see that. You know, I don't blush for much of anything anymore, but that I think I did a couple times when I was reading that as the beta. And honestly, <laughs> I think in a there couple... Felt, in like, a couple there, I've was, seen some fucked up shit in the Harry Potter fandom, but I don't nothing is honestly as horrible as
0: what as horrible I what as what?
1: I told me about in the in the whole inserting the dick into the dick thing that she wrote Yeah, that's a bit much. I don't even know what to do with myself. Mm-mm. Well someone needed to give her the talk Oh Oh my god
0: Jesus Don't these people have standards?
1: (sighs) You're not supposed to it for that, you're supposed to use a cucumber. A carrot is too fragile. It might fall off. It might break off in there.
0: <sighs> oh, God. I'm just saying. I don't think a carrot is appropriate. Holy! Oh,
1: you know, I'm turning here into an old woman. This is traumatizing. Listen, uh, watching this stuff go scroll up my screen. Well, you're an old lady. Yeah, you, you're not that much younger than me. I hear nothing but a number. Uh huh. Oh
0: God. She was on a school computer. we definitely
1: need a Uh, drop yeah we put nooks in there so Jesus Christ well apparently we're younger than Jilly too but still matter of fact, the only person younger than us is Senna. and you, as are an old lady too. You are an old church mm-hmm. lady, and you keep you keep reaching for the old church lady excuse when we do something that that you know gets your gets you all twitchy and shit
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. uh, oh! My goodness. Yeah, I lost the chat. Um, how many windows do you have open today? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Less than Jilly, but probably more than you.
0: <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16,
1: 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yes, more than you, but less than Jilly. Because Jilly's running about <laughs> 60 tabs at any one time, no matter her device. Uh-huh. I'm I'm, I'm really not surprised. I not prefer supp- to be the first encounter people have with Slash. Or just porn in general, because I know what I write, yeah. and um, with the exception of ties that bind, I'm not traumatizing. But even ties that bind is all you want to make a blood. What could be ta- traumatizing about any of my fix outside of ties that bind? Well, there's that, and I'm not saying it's traumatizing to me because I laugh myself sick at it but there was that one Harry Potter fic where somebody got all pissy with you about um, the possibility of Um, gay sex, so you gave them poking. There's no pegging in Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond. There is some rimming and some fingering, but pegging hasn't happened yet. Yet. (laughs) It's getting there. It's gonna, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. There is pegging in Darkly Loyal but that's all consensual yes. and shit so that's not traumatizing I know. well it's not traumatizing for me I think it's funny as hell but you know the only I'm, thing I'm traumatizing thinking... that might come up in Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond is if your imagination is very active um, and there's that whole Voldemort and Genie thing oh Jesus Christ You know, I'm really, I I don't want to know what Tom would have talked her into doing. Leave it alone, leave it alone, leave it alone. Well, he was a snake at the time, too. It wasn't like he was trying to fuck a snake as a human being. I'm not sure that would actually work. I'm thinking the diary, Tom. Oh, you mean like anal penetration of a snake? No, um, actually, that's not what we're thinking. Two different things. But no, Tom, okay. Tom, and his snake form, you know, and and his familiar and those half thing snakes that he he helps spawn are one thing. No, I was more thinking of, you know, little kid, um, uh, Jenny and and icky nasty Tom, gross. Never mind. Oh, no. I don't think that Tom messed with her that way. Um, he was more interested, I think, in basically destroying her magic than he wasn't anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. And honestly, even though it's canon, apparently, that uh, Voldemort fathered a child with Bellatrix, it's my head canon that Voldemort doesn't have a sexuality. Um, He's a sociopath. I don't think he's capable of any sort of romantic or sexual attraction. I'm not saying that asexuals are sociopaths. I'm saying that a lot of sociopaths aren't capable of having that kind of interaction, genuine interaction with other people because they have no empathy and they have no, um, they're very, um, That's really annoying. My new van, my new um, antivirus software just launched a browser on its own and it told me to install some shit that I don't want to install. I don't blame you. That's some rude shit. And it fucking launched it in that stupid blue E Internet Explorer crap, which is rude. I've got it on my computer well, just I because have I have Voldemort it. has a one, much less used it to stir anybody's cauldron. That's just my opinion.
0: Uh, and I, and I was also making don't consider a the Cursed
1: Child um, canon anyway, even though apparently it is. I don't consider it canon, but then I also don't consider the epilogue canon, but, who, you know. <laughs> yeah, in the Cursed Child, um, it's revealed that uh, Bellatrix had Voldemort's Child and it was, she was raised in secret. And in fact, she's like the whole catalyst behind what happens in the Cursed Child.
0: Okay.
1: But as I said, I don't think that the epilogue or the Cursed Child are actually canon. So, whatever. Huh. Well, I missed that one entirely. Okay, there is, a sociopath, there is a, there's a, there's a sociopath scale, just like any other um, personality uh, issue that that can happen. You're on a scale of you know, and it can vary from mm-hmm. from person. And there are plenty of sociopaths who are capable of having relationships with other people, including sexual relationships. But I think you get to the level of Voldemort. Um, I think all that falls away. That's why a lot of serial killers um, report problems with maintaining an erection, unless they're doing something extremely fucking deviant over a course. Sounds fantastic. Not even... uh, Now, at the end, not even Harry Potter is a parcel mouth in canon. Um... After the Horcrux is gone, Harry can no longer speak to snakes. Which I think is terrible. Hmm. I think it removes one of the more traits in- about Harry Potter. But that's just my personal mm-hmm. as far as like, um, what I like to do um, for fa- for fandom. Well, also, I don't want to see um, any of the Fantastic Beast movies, but most especially the one of uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, because I am simply not on board with Dumbledore being hot. <laughs> Shame on you, Duvall.
0: What is wrong oh, with
1: you? God. How dare you? I, I, like I said before in another podcast, the only way it could have possibly been worse is if they had cost, cast Colin first. because if they fucked up by Mr. Darcy, I'm not sure I'd have ever recovered. It's 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 just... No. No. I've got feelings about this. Dumbledore should not be hot. Jude Law, his beard, his suit. It's ridiculous. He's a beautiful man. Why did I have to pick him? I know. I know. It was. I mean, I'm glad you're working, Jude. I'm glad. Congratulations on making some money. But come on. I would bird? prefer again. Jude had get Grindelwald. Okay. I can get that. You know, seriously at this point I'm just go be Watson again, please. The suit is awesome, I have to say. I mean mm. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it should be hot. Okay, that's just what it boils down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I am um,
1: not on board with broadcasting either, and not because of Johnny Depp's personal problems, but because Johnny Depp... Um, I think they should have cast someone... Who could really make the walls um, resonate with evil bad intentions? And I don't think Depp can do it. Depp's too quirky. (sighs) I am not going to read a single one of those fanfics where Harry Potter goes back in time to bang the hot double door. It is not happening. Shame on you, Phantom. In advance. I'm not even going to check for that one. I'm really not. (sighs) It's just terrible. I mean, I can't what is wrong? What is wrong with them? Why, why would they do that? Look at that picture of of Jude Law in that in that suit with the vest. Who so would you rather have had his, Grindel, uh, Grindelwald? Let's go. Huh? Who would you rather I would rather have, rather have had Jude Law play him. I would rather Jude Law have played um Grindelwald instead of debt. Okay. But you know who would have made a fantastic Greta Walls?
0: Tom yes. Hilson.
1: Can you imagine John, uh, Jude Law and Tom Hilson getting it on? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thank you for that mental picture. I Ooh. could have totally ignored the whole thing with me not locking double door for that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think we just broke some people. If they wanted to negate um, the fandom Interpretation of Dumbledore, then they shouldn't have made him so manipulative in the movie. Because apparently he's a manipulative dick in the movies, too. So it isn't like they actually made an improvement on the character. I don't see how they could have. And also... The motivation behind him not fighting Grindelwald before it got so bad makes Dumbledore a real, a real big ethical problem because he didn't want to face Grindelwald because he didn't want to know the truth about what happened to his sister. So he let Grindelwald nearly take over the magical world, kill unknown number of people, because he didn't want to face that during an argument with Grindelwald and his sister was killed, that it might have been his fault. But so he compounded that sin with a stupendous amount of more sin. So he's not... He actually is more problematic now than he was before. Yeah, there... Have, my King, Bar- My King Arthur um, ban for for that. Legend of the Dude, Sword. I have not seen that. Uh,
0: I may um, just go just see that.
1: Right, I may go get that. Uh huh. Yeah, I might have to watch that. Oh well, then. I think that Dumbledore's um, cowardice is is really um, rooted in emotional um, narcissism. Um, I just don't think they did his character any favors with that particular uh, subplot. Um, mm And here again, although you they see did him all favors with the a young, brilliant man. Um, into mm-hmm. doing his dirty work. Yep. They did him all the favors in the costume department this time, but no favors in the personality. He's just a very flawed, ugly character. It's taken a hell of a lot to get him to be something other than what he is. It's like they took the... Um, the character we knew in the in the movies and, and the books and extrapolated back to, be, to see what he would be like as somebody in this time period and I think they did pretty good in getting it the fact that he's a manipulative prick right and maybe that was her intention all along but then I don't like the comparisons to Gandalf in that case because Gandalf is in his own way manipulative but he's not he is terrible and he is,
0: Mm-mm.
1: and he pays for his decisions, and he suffers for his decisions. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you can tell that he, even as he's, as he's leading people and giving people these options and telling them what, what options they have, which can be universally hideous, when somebody chooses something that he knows is going to hurt them, he, you can tell that it devastates him. But he still gives them options. I think one of the most yeah. awesome moments in the on the Fellowship of the Ring is when they're all fighting over who's gonna take the ring
0: to, to
1: to Mordor and Frodo says, I'll take it and the moment he says it, there's just this grief, this this devastating grief on um Gandalf's mm-hmm. face. And you see that he's already seeing how that's going to play out, the, the, the ramifications for that, and how that's going to essentially, in some ways, destroy the Frodo that he knows. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. It's it's And the devastation that leads... It's a really powerful moment in the movie, and he closes his eyes, and you're like, yeah. And that's when I think you can really divide... Um, Gandalf and the knockoff Dumbledore. Because
0: mm-hmm. I
1: don't think Dumbledore agreed to a single decision he ever made. I could see that, you know, if it was if it was Dumbledore in that situation, what he would have done would be to turn to Frodo and said, Well done, my boy, well done. Congratulating him on committing suicide. Well he did and um the afterlife scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh,
0: yeah. hmm hmm. What bothers
1: me most about the epilogue isn't even the um, Harry-Hermione situation, which is hellacious as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. What bothers me most is that we know, by the way he named his child, that Harry never woke up to Dumbledore's manipulations. The moment we meet Albus Severus, it's hammered home that Harry Potter never realized what Dumbledore did to him. And that is horrific. What's also horrific is that nobody else seems to be aware either. And so the manipulations... The manipulations will forever be enshrined. It's okay. It's Everything cute. is fine. And all was well.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really not, but... Mm.
1: Horrifying, but uh, you know, I'm I'm wondering. <laughs> I don't think she would do the same thing that now, if she was having a chance to rewrite them after having having had years to think about it. She bought double down. Uh true. It's not so much a knife in her in the back. Margaret as poison in your veins. <sighs> knife in your back is quick and it's fast as it's over. You know, it, the, the other thing that struck me, aside from the fact, obviously, it was very difficult to age up the kids because they were, you know, still, you know, teenagers at the time that epilogue was filmed. Um... They all look tired and defeated in the movie
0: Her <laughs> <laughs> what there's too lots.
1: I think that's why we all sat there and rooted so hard and enjoyed the hell out of Yeah. You know, sometimes you can look at the people in the chat room and, then, and 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 the way they respond to things and you can just pick their house out. Yeah, well. I never You're had totally any secret of mine. Or... I am not.
0: <laughs> sure you are. No, I'm not.
1: (laughs) Where do you sort? Slytherin. No, I don't buy it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I sorted Slytherin. What was terrible for me in the epilogue beyond the whole Albus Severus thing is the fact that Harry and Mm -hmm. Hermione didn't speak to each other. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Know, the fact that part. you picked
1: out organs that you could add so that your victim could survive doesn't speak
0: to Gryffindor die or
1: Hufflepuff to me. <laughs> That's 100% Slytherin, sweetheart. <laughs> I'll just poison them. It's too much effort to sit there and stab them in the back. People squirm and scream. Poisoning is done. It's over. I'm not so really much worried about the blood. It's the noise. You know, my ears hurt after for high noises. Just poison, <laughs> done. Pottermore is wrong. I have spoken, but no. Um, I actually scored in Slytherin on Pottermore, um, and once I got Ravenclaw on a buzzing, buzzing quiz. Pottermore has spoken, huh? Love it. Yeah, I, I got sorted in uh, on Pottermore. I went Slytherin. Yeah, she did... The, the, the characters did look exhausted and world-weary, and I don't know if that was just the actors because they were, like, 100% done with the, with the whole thing or, mm-hmm. or what, but it was... Um, yeah, I watched a scene on YouTube. I've never actually watched all the movies. Um, I've watched a scene here and there on YouTube. And, um, of course, I've seen videos and stuff. Um,
0: hmm
1: But if I went to Hogwarts, despite my sorting on Pottermore, I would want to be a Hufflepuff Because the Ravenclaw are not. The Gryffindors are assholes. Mm-hmm. And the Slytherins would probably be plotting my murder, so I would actually want to be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> sounds like the safest place. You get ignored yeah. for for seven years. It sounds like a fabulous thing for me. Although um, there's a meme going around about Hufflepuff being emo- um, emotional support. Um, we have a Hufflepuff. I would not call her emotional support. I'm more likely to call her like artillery support. Um so <laughs> I agree. I so agree. I'm just saying. Huh Actually, yeah, I think I mean, hell, y I think I think that makes more sense. They get so ignored. They're, th- they're thought of to be sweet and fluffy and, and harmless. And yet... And yet... And yet...
0: There's a reason
1: Az has her own corner... So how much, how far are you on your um quantum bang?
0: Um
1: let's see. Currently it clocks in thirty eight thousand five hundred and eighteen words. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. You're getting there. I know. My phone my phone keeps um so, what's your goal? Are you going for 50? I'm going for 50. That's the minimum, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then yesterday, with all of the sprints, I did 3,476 words on it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then, roughly five thousand words for other stuff. So I do want to say that um, the uh, that the Discord channel server for Just Right is open all the time and it is available. Mm-hmm. You can um, you can meet up with other writers just you know to arrange that kind of time. Um, we are going to do some uh, regular sprinting. I think I think there was one that on place on Thursday. There there'll probably be an announcement about it. On Thursdays, every Thursday, but um, they'll be mm-hmm. an announcement about it. But the server is always open for you guys to go in and. Um. um I actually need my calendar you have to, to, to answer you. that question. Um. Uh, to do your thing and have um, you know, chat with other writers. So let's see. Right. Okay. We have a check-in for Quantum Bang on March 1st. March 1st is also the sign-up start date for Rough Trade in April. Your rough draft for Quantum Bang is due March
0: 15th.
1: Oh Jesus! I should hopefully be done by then, especially if we have another sprint. That was so helpful. Let's see. I mean, I believe. Hold on. And then we have R.T. in April, and we have late draft due May 1st, and your final, okay, art is due on May 15th, and your final date to finish, have your story complete, beta, everything done, final on the Quantum Bank is May 28th. And then it will post the first week of June. Yeah. It'll post to 1 to the 15th of June, and then we'll be gearing up to do. Um, also, that's when July sign-ups for RT will take place. So. Uh, but all those dates are available on quantumveg.org. If you. Uh, Get a chance to write them down, and they're all and the dates for Rough, rough Trade are available on roughtrade.com I believe that's a dot com. No, 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 it's a dot org. Dot org. Um, don't even know my own shit. Yeah. So.
0: Don't um, yeah. hmm
1: Yeah, I'm 38,000 words in. I've actually got mm, about seven or 800 actually on uh, paper that I need to type over. So that will put me up in close to 40. And then I just need to um, finish everything off, get everything done, and then do the following action, and then I'm done. And I can ignore it flip it and do something else. <sighs> Which will be nice. But also you guys need to plan your beta if you're going to have beta. So c- keep that in mind when you are um, getting your uh, quantum bang ready um, that you'll want to give mm-hmm. your time, your beta time to actually work on it. And if you're going to have an alpha read, that takes time as well. Um, I would give myself at least... Um, three weeks of wiggle room on the final draft if you haven't already finished your final draft. So, Just to make sure, just to give yourself a little bit of time. Um, I would say 90% on the first rough draft day, I think is what she said. Um, if you go to quantumbang.org um, and look up I think the author rules q and a it should be there
0: new water filter in,
1: so um. Just go there. And if you have any questions, of course, you can ask. Um, you can just send Jillie a contact form or whatever, and she'll get back to you on that.
0: Um...
1: Okay, so uh, your rough on your first rough draft date, you are to have at least 80% of your rough drafts complete. So, if your goal is 50K, then, um, then you need 80% of 50K. If your goal is 100, you need 80% of 100K. Uh, so, if your goal is 50, by the first rough draft date, you should be able to to present to us at least 40,000 words of your story. Yeah. So, and if your goal is a hundred, you need to produce at least eighty k, right? Congratulations, anybody. Yeah. Who, yes, congratulations, anybody who's done that.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks. Good Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's impressive.
1: I'm so excited about my story. I love it so much. I think um, it's gonna blow your mind. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like it's gonna blow mine. Um, it's just it's definitely gonna, yeah. it's going to cause some soap. there's some serious toping coming ahead I'm unexpected. enjoying that idea oh my god yes yeah oh I can't wait I remember for rough trade when the signups start you must have already published the work you're going to use for your sequel because you'll have to submit a link to the first work or just the series work um, with your sign up. So if you have not finished your first project that you're writing a sequel to for April,
0: you need to haul
1: ass. <laughs> this time is short. So as I' going say tomorrow's President's Day, oh, we canceled that because we don't have a president. Well, we have forty four they they worked just fine, oh okay, well, all right, we could celebrate Ob- um, Barack Obama Day if you want, <laughs> yeah, that works. Are you off tomorrow? Uh-huh I have to do I have to go to the vampire the blood doctor and give blood and then i'll be back in the afternoon we could do some sprinting if you want sounds fabulous okay in the art claim for quantum bang i've never actually participated in a bang so i wish Jillie was online but she's um kind of sick today um uh basically what you'll get is a title a fandom maybe a pairing if there is one, and a small summary. And the goal for the writers is to not reveal who they are in this process. Oh, so that's it's like you're not getting art. any information on, um, on the various projects right now because we're supposed to be secret. I want to keep my secret until I post, <laughs> until my posts go up. I don't know if I'm going to be successful after the art claim is done. I'm just to be perfectly frank. I'm not sure I'll make it. Uh, but I want to. I I want to. Well, and I want. Um, and we already agreed you that mine would post- be posted on the last day. What? And that's that'll be a dead giveaway. Um, mine can be posted at the, the end of the the, um, the the thing as well if needs to be. Not a big deal. But look, whoever get get you get art from, you need to to agree to be quiet as well. Right. You know,
0: really, truly.
1: Don't ruin my fun if you get my project. (laughs) Oh.
0: Well, you need
1: to sign up soon, Tiffany, because I believe that art art sign-ups are ending soon. Hold on, let me see. Tiffany, I suggest that, you know, I, actually I'm not going to suggest. I I hope that you do because you are fabulous. I I really enjoyed the art that you gave Kira. So, um, you could yes, co- actually, what I, I you think could he- do, to, is you could go ahead and sign up, and then if you don't see anything you want to do, um, bow out. But the, the sign mm-hmm. up ends on 228. So, if you want to do it, I would go ahead and do it. Just to get it out of the way. And that way, if there's just, if there's just absolutely nothing on the list that, uh, that appeals to you, um, and we do have some Harmony shippers on here, um, I, I believe. But if nothing appeals to you, Mm -hmm. then you can just um, bow out as an artist. But if you don't sign up, you can't bow out. (laughs) True. But we have 102 authors participating and only 32 artists. So we would like some more artists. Please, thank you. So each artist will be able, I think, probably to do two or three projects, depending on um, their interest. If you do get selected for a project, you will get to read the project in advance. But we are asking you to honor the author's privacy on that unless they start sharing information um, or whatever. Um, I can't guarantee I'll keep my mouth shut after I get art. (laughs) Because if I love anything more than feedback, it's art.
0: <laughs> well, it is like getting an
1: unexpected, you know, um, gift that, that just is all to you, 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 you. have actually done some art for my work my, my story already and I couldn't help myself I did one thing um so I'm looking forward to getting more art because um, it's just it's really exciting I, I love art I was walking around the kitchen Because the husband misplaced something And I was trying to find it It sounded like Do you guys ever watch um, Like those shows where they're looking for ghosts and shit It kind of sounds like she was Uh, Walking down some kind of creepy hallway In a mental institution (laughs) With a camera Waiting (laughs) for a ghost to pop out Not so much, no just in my kitchen. I use I use um what's it? What do I have? I use Paint Shop um Paint Shop Pro. I also have um I use uh Photojet online um to to make uh, banners and stuff and um the art for the, like the podcast. It's really cool. Lots of fun. Um Yeah, the best time I, I barely got into doing any um, <laughs> any type of, of of artwork, and being in a nut house. in this—that's kind of standard with my family. The haunted part is dubious. It's our goal in Quantum Bang for every story that gets submitted to have art. Um, so, uh, yeah, all artists are, are certainly welcome. Um, cause we really, really appreciate um, your interest in participating in the Quantum Bang. And you get to read stuff mm-hmm. in advance. <laughs> you know, if I actually had any talent for art, I would probably try, but I'm kind of out of a hash at it. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not that great at it. What it says about myself that um that my first thought that she sounded like she was in a haunted nut house it's because that's pretty much all I watch on discovery, and Destination America is like. Either I'm watching rednecks run around the woods at night looking for Bigfoot or <laughs> or I'm watching Honey, shows it. Like trying to find ghosts, scaring the shit out of each other.
0: Because yes, that never not be funny. You need so much That's
1: help. Just, it's, it's just funny as hell. It's funny. It's hilarious. They are so serious. Mm. I love those mountains. Those mountains. Brothers, whatever they're called, mountain monsters, mountain hunters, mountain monsters. Fucking hilarious. If you've never watched a bunch of rednecks run around in the woods looking for Bigfoot, you've missed a good time. Destination America is your friend. No. No. Nope. That would require me to watch TV and actually tolerate it. So, no. I just, I can't. Yeah. I have enough issues watching, you know, the the stuff with YouTube and the com- and the commercials that I can skip after ten seconds. So it's like,
0: no, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh. That's irritating. See, I swear. Mountain monsters. It, it doesn't. It doesn't get any more irritating than that. I mean, it's just. It's. Well, actually, I had to look up one of them to make sure I wasn't related to them because. It's... There was something about him. I was like, I think I'm related to that dude. And I looked it up. I couldn't find any relations, but um, I'm going to call my great grandma. Oh, not my great grandma. My great aunt. My great grandma's dead. My great aunt who lives up in that area to see if she's related to him because I think I think we're related because there's something about him it reminds me of one of my cousins. Doesn't your family have like three towns that it basically has as as fully your family, and you have to have somebody who who you know, double check to make sure who's related to who. Well, I do have 93 first cousins. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> Not a, <laughs> that was a big lie. Jesus It's actually about eighty-one or eighty-two if you count the ones that aren't living. So, so I think they still count. Are no longer among us. Um, and I have over a hundred. Don't count it, it with some people. And, um. So yeah You know Sometimes like Definitely. in the past I have had cousins check the family bible b- Before they would agree to date somebody Just to make sure <laughs> Yep <laughs> Just to make sure we were not related On Friday no. Next Friday um, Margaret will be on the air with me We're going to talk about her book Um Yay you told me what it was in the email you sent me, but I have forgotten your title. Tell me real quick. Jesus. But Margaret will be on the air with me, and we're going to discuss her book and um, talk about her writing and... It's my email. She is not responding to me. Here we are. Maybe you didn't tell me. Oh, the Spring Prince. It's called the Spring Prince. Oh, um, it sounds sweet. And um, it's coming soon to Cobblestone. Cool. And uh, they will she will uh, you, right? be on the podcast on Friday to talk about her book.
0: Mhm.
1: Provided everything works out <laughs> with me and my stupid computer. I think it will. We'll get it. You'll conquer this thing. So what else do we want to talk about for the last, the last 20 minutes of this thing? I do think I do want to do a little bit of writing tomorrow um, because it's President okay. Barack Obama Day. So I think we should celebrate <laughs> Barack Obama Day by um, uh, doing some <laughs> writing on the right now. Uh, So, um, for those of you who want to join us, we'll be on Discord. Um, I don't know when I'll get up, but I have to go to uh, the uh, the blood doctor at two thirty, and then I'll be back. That's my time, Central, and then I'll be back. Mm -hmm. And uh, but we could do some sprinting if you would like, if it would help you with your bang, with your bang bang. That would be fabulous. Yep. And for those of you who wonder, guess I did just do a little butt shake when I said bang bang. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so I thought about it um so i'm i I will try and stay away from from working on um earthquakes because that basically doubled yesterday. I'm really thinking
0: about putting that up
1: on the new version up on the EAD stuff and just say, here, here, here's the extra stuff.
0: Oh, let's see.
1: <laughs> oh, it's distracting. I mean, I've got to finish my my, my uh, quantum bang. And I know I have to finish my quantum bang, but there's all these other things that keep grabbing my attention.
0: Yeah.
1: Serious case of squirrel. I've been plotting for April, um, but I've been trying to avoid writing April. So, um, you know. So I know you're, you're planning on doing a sequel to The Bridge. And something that tickled you, but I don't know. I, I you know, if it shows up, that's fabulous. But having um, Sebastian interview for a potential step parent. Um, but what else is, what else is, is grabbing your attention on that idea? Other than the hives, uh, I'm sorry. You're gonna to have to. You're gonna have to talk, ask me that question again because it went one ear and out the other.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I said. So I know you're you're looking at the idea of Sebastian interviewing everybody for potential, you know, step parent material. But what else about the idea has caught your attention? Well, the the idea is that. Um, Sebastian um, has an ancient, an ATA gene very similar to his father's, Mm -hmm. but because he's so young and he's kind of open, Atlantis is able to kind of guide him around the city, and he keeps finding things and getting things fixed, and her goal is to wake up. And so I'm calling it Finding Atlantis because um, Sebastian is going to find the AI. Hmm. And um, and he finds things that are keeping her from coming fully online. Whether it's things that the ancients turned off, or things that are just broken because of, um, you know, there's a power relay here that's messed up. You know, there's a problem in this processor. You know, this thing over here is making it impossible for her to use her hologram programs. You know, just all these things are kind of piling up, and. And the, the the end result is is that Sebastian is going to find Atlantis, the AI. Hmm. And John is like, every time the kid disappears, he's like on the radio. Has anybody seen my kid? Please don't judge me for my parenting. <laughs> <laughs> I put him somewhere. He will not stay there. <laughs> I tried the leash. He wiggled out of it. <laughs> The Marines are like the the colonel's off the city, and be like, "Hey Stackhouse, have you seen the kid? Because I lost the kid. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's no. missing. I lost the kid. Can you get court martial for losing your CO's kid? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend."
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Dr. McKay, what's the ethics of lojacking the kid?
0: <laughs> Can we put
1: something on and, him? Shock collars are, are not are not good, right? You know, if he goes beyond <laughs> a certain distance, <sighs> is an electric yeah. fence completely out of the question? Yes. Yeah. If we rip apart this transporter and, and attach the, the mechanism to the kid when he goes beyond a certain distance, will it work?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: you know who's going to have a book on the disappearing you know he disap- you know on the fifth day uh, third hour se- you know second um, minute Sebastian was reported missing, and the winner is. <laughs> The Colonel gets or, yeah, the Colonel gets his first gray hair now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I just whole up this thing where um in the bridge, uh O'Neill kept calling him Junior and the kid didn't like it. So that actually becomes his call sign. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds appropriate. Okay. So, um, yeah. Anyways, um, I'm really amused by my idea, and um, I've never actually had a kid as a character before, and um, I think a lot of it will probably take place from his point of view, and um, I don't know. It's weird. I'm utterly amused by it secondhand, so, you know. He goes to the mainland, comes out with a puppy. (laughs) Mm. It was a gift. Yeah. The problem is is I'm pretty sure that whatever the the Athosians have is something going to be about the size of a mastiff. Right. Yeah, when it grows up, it'll be bigger than him. (laughs) I'm just bothering diplomatic relations, Daddy. I had to take it. If I said no, it would have insulted their culture. (laughs) Actually, what would have been really funny is if you got one of each, a dog and a cat. (laughs) And the cat does not like Rodney. And McKay hates the dog. (laughs) Yes, but it loves him. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, I just had this idea that Sebastian's just gonna make you know, um, just make John's life. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Like Shepard, did you know that your kid adopted an alien a hellhound? Does it light on fire? <laughs> it's a relevant question You call the thing a hellhound you it it light on on him? Fire? He won't give him back He said there's something about animal experimentation He's like his own little uh, Greenpeace movement out here You need to do something <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Kid's not a vegetarian, though. Pretty sure. Oh, Jesus. I can see him putting a harness on that dog with a skateboard and and having it run down the hallway. Rollerblades. Rollerblades. He's more of a rollerblades kid. Yeah. He's more of a rollerblades kid. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it you know, so yeah, I'm going to have a lot of fun with it, I think. So we'll see how it goes. I think you're going to have a blast. And it'll be different. So what else um Mhm. What else are you plotting on? Um Well, I've got over 100 works in progress, so that's not <laughs> I'm gonna need more information than that. Well, let's move away from the SGA and go I'm, and, and I'm I'm looking at my stuff, so I'm not saying yours, but I know you have an N C I S.
0: Have you done
1: any have you got any idea about what you want to do with that? Um, I'm actually um kind of mad at it. I think I'm gonna have to change the pairing. Um, okay. because it's been so long since I wrote that, that I'm not really on board mm-hmm. with the Tony Gibson anymore. And, um, so, I mean, it would be easy to do. I have to check out one scene and restructure another and it would be like, that mm-hmm. never even happened, but it's on EAD. So that's kinda, uh, but, um, but I'm of the firm belief it's that it's not good if I want to. And I honestly True. in that particular verse I'm leaning towards Ian Edgerton. Hot damn. Special ops um special operations, um mhm. Uh yeah, I enjoyed A- it. it's on EA.
0: But...
1: I never written Tony with um, Ian, I don't think. So I would no, think you I, really I enjoy have. that because I love reading it. Mhm. Um, I have enjoyed but, that. Uh, my uh, soulmate Mark Fick from the MCU, okay. where I have Steve and Tony paired together. Um, I want to finish that. Oh. Um, awesome. Um, that's called With Your Heart on Your Sleeve. Uh, and it takes place after the first Avengers movie, before things get fucked up, and then I, you know, I get mad at all mm-hmm. the characters. Um, and...
0: I don't know. Well,
1: I want to finish for me. I want to I want to work, keep working on earthquakes um, as a relief for my my quantum bang. Um, I asked Jilly if I could borrow Alex Shepard for that, so that's going to work its way through there. I have a Hobbit thing that I'm continuing. Um, so we'll see how that goes and then the quantum bang. And then I want to reread beautiful and dangerous things and use the, um, the sprints to see if I can get that finished. Cool. I want to finish small magic after April. So probably in May I'll work on small magic and get that finished before rough trade July comes out. So, Excellent. Okay. I'm only actually three chapters away from finishing um, The Rough draft of Small Magic, and then I have to go in and um, address all the things that I know that are wrong with it. You know. I get the fact that Crookshanks is still in Stasis. Yes! yes. I know! <laughs> Dude. I totally forgot about him. <laughs> I totally forgot about him in yeah. Stasis since she came to Middle Earth. Um, so yeah, that that's an issue. Um, and I want to add some scenes with Bilbo and Thorne. And um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I need to write the sex. I don't have any sex in it. I skipped all the sex. You did. That's kind of weird. I just realized that. Yeah. Well, it's a big ass story. I mean, and so I was um, but I want to go back in and add a whole bunch of scenes with Bilbo and Thorne and kind of spread out the narrative mm-hmm. a little. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I'm considering actually separating it into three parts because um, it's already over 130k. So um, I'm not going to tell you you can't do anything with it. I mean, it's your story, but you know, it's. Right. I can see some of the. Places, I was thinking about separating obviously. it into 50k novels. Okay. Is that I range, can see where that would happen. Yeah, you know, I can. <laughs> it, it would. It would work. There might have been a little bit of kissing when they were picking up some blackberries, but that was it. Was yeah, blackberries. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to be but, it. We're, we're going to um, go kissing, and get and, uh, Get some blueberries. Uh, yeah. But, um, and I also want to write a scene where Harry takes Lily to the Shire to meet his grandmother. Um, and he has to kind of confess what he got up to on his other world. Um, because that's kind of taboo having a baby outside of marriage in the Shire. So he's going to have to fess up to that and introduce Lily to his grandmother. So, um, that's going to be overwhelming. It will. She'll be really happy to see the baby. Um, he'll get a little lecture, not, not a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's a lot of grief there, because Luna is dead, mm-hmm. and so, you know, his grandma's not going to pile that on him, but, you know. True. And if, I, if I'm understanding things correctly, um, there's only one possible human in that, that group of people that came over, maybe, and that's um, Flitwick's mom, right? No, Flitwick's mom isn't there. Okay. Is she dead? It's actually my headcanon that Flitwick is several hundred years old. So yeah. Hey his human mother is okay. dead. Um uh I don't know about his other relations, but Flitwick is there and I haven't had any seats with him either and I want some. because um, I is okay. gonna start their magical school. That that's why I brought him. He's gonna be their schoolmaster, mm-hmm. their headmaster for their school. Um he's the obvious choice for that, you know? So, um, I think he, I think he would work with Bilbo to get that done because Bilbo is, is, I think think Bilbo is very much a, a, well, not just that, but it's, um, schooling is important. Right. So, so I have a lot of things to add, which means I think that really to serve the story that I do need to separate them into different books, um, separate, at least into three books. Um maybe four. I and know. I've sure which means I've got two book complete. Basically I just need to do some editing and mm-hmm. um separate it out. Yep. Um the only human the outright the only human that came with the goblins was Lily. Mm-hmm. At that point, Ragnar wouldn't have trusted his human employees either, with 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 his um, the the safety of his clan. So they had to have been expelled from the bank before Dumbledore even attacked it, Um, Mm. because yeah. And also, he didn't have permission from Thorin to bring magical humans with him. Not even Lily. So he's lucky that Thorne didn't have a problem with it. Of course, if he had a problem with it, then Bilbo probably would have kicked his ass, but you know what I mean? It was like... Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But then again, Thorne also... I mean, an adult is one thing. A baby is a completely different thing. And Thorne doesn't... Your Thorn. none of them have made war on children. No. No, and, you know, uh but, no, I don't think Ragnarok would have risked his clan, even for someone mm-hmm. he really trusted, like Bill Weasley or something like that. So, no, there are no other humans. Mm-hmm. L- Lily and Flitwick basically are the only ones that came that were questionable, with Flitwick being half-human, um, or, you know, half-magical human, whatever, magus is what mm-hmm. I called it in the story. Um, and Lily, Her. who, you know, is, is Harry's child. Um but he didn't bring anybody else, no. But you will discover that he did bring some magical species with him. Oh really? I have a list and um of of uh he brought he brought a uh a mermaid colony. Um he brought a he brought a herd of unicorns and he brought some hippogriffs. Uh, The hippogriffs are part of their army. Um, The unicorns and the mermaids, um, the mermaids requested sanctuary from the Black Lake. And so he stole them. They're in a trunk. Um, And (laughs) the the unicorns, they bought the unicorns because they use unicorn hair for their uh, wands. Oh. So, they um, a lot of there are some magical too. species and I am kind of, you know, finagling that list because that, because that will kind of happen in book three after the migration, um, just to see, um, uh, mm-hmm, what kind of, um, magical beast they might have brought with him. I think the only one he would not have risked would have been a dragon. I don't think he would have brought a dragon into, um, to Thorin's mountain. That would have been a, an immense insult. Or, Nundu. or Nundu. a Nundu. Or a Nundu. He might have brought a <laughs> he might have.
0: <laughs> maybe.
1: <laughs> maybe he cha maybe maybe he tamed it as a kitten. We're down to fifty two seconds. <coughs> anyway. Um we will we will catch you guys later. You have a fantastic week yes. and if you join us tomorrow on um the uh Discord, uh that will be very cool. So catch you guys yes, later. Say night, lady holder. Bye bye. Good night.